Hi guys, I'm Alexandra and welcome back to, what was I saying? Living with ADHD. Today I have one more episode of What Were We Watching? episode where I talk about the last How to Train Your Dragon movie, How to Train Your Dragon Hidden World. And I'm really excited about this one, not just because it's it's the last one, but because it's such a good trilogy, and I'm also sad that it ended, and you know, there's a lot of emotions. So we are going to jump right in. And of course, there are going to be a bunch of spoilers in here as well, as always. So if you were planning on watching the movie, uh, do not listen to this because the whole movie will be spoiled. Unless, of course, you like spoilers, um, don't listen. The last movie picks up where the second movie ended. Basically, Drago was defeated, his mom came back to live on the island on Burke, and now Hiccup and all his friends are even more in touch with their dragons, and everything seems to be absolutely perfect, right? Well, uh, we do learn that Hiccup and his friends and uh, and his mom are learning of people um capturing dragons again and at first it doesn't seem like a huge deal to them because they've they've you know they've presumably uh they've run into people like this before with drago um and just people that don't like dragons so they don't think it's that gonna be that big of a deal so of course right off the bat hiccup underestimates this enemy Right, so they go out and they free these dragons that these people have caught, and it all seems to be going perfectly fine, right? Well, we learn, well, Hiccup learns, very, you know, kind of like a slap in the face way, that he has indeed underestimated his enemy. So now he has an even bigger problem on his hands um, when he thought that everything was kind of all good and all perfect and everything kind of was working out, and... Uh, they were all kind of happy, and Astrid and him were getting closer and closer, and people had started talking about getting married, um, things, something that uh, Astrid doesn't think she's ready for, but I think Hiccup would like to, but of course isn't going to push Astrid, which is really, which is really good in a kid's movie to see that, um, you know, they're kind of working together, so that's really good, but instead, they have now encountered a new enemy, enemy called Grimmel. Grimmel considers himself the best dragon killer in the world. We learn that he is the one that killed presumably all of the Night Furies, except for Hiccup, I mean, except for Toothless, of course. And, you know, he, he, he thinks he's the best of the best, so he's trying to, he wants, he doesn't think that dragons and humans should live together. He also thinks that humans are the better species that were higher and above the dragons, so then we should not be living with them. If anything, we should be using them is kind of his whole philosophy. So, his plan to capture Toothless uh, don't forget, he's also the alpha now. So if you can capture Toothless, you'll capture all the dragons on Burke, right? So he wants to capture Toothless. And he does this by luring him out with a caught, his caught Light Fury that we call them, which is a female version of Toothless, basically, um, 
to lure Toothless into a trap to capture him and, of course, take him. But Toothless and his life fury fall in love, and it is so cute. I find it so adorable, right? Like, you got these two dragons who act like little kitty cats, just like, like, running around together and I just think it's the cutest thing but anyways so obviously you can assume how the story ends is it ends with you know Grimmel being defeated but not until Hiccup has to learn a very very hard lesson of Toothless and the dragon should not be living among them not because they don't think that they're worthy of it but because they think that they should be free and of course that is a thing that tooth i mean that hiccup has to accept and he said even says to toothless i love you but i i i want you to be free because he understands that that will make him happy to be with the light fury and to have little kids and little 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 baby night lights is what the is what the uh, fandom has has dubbed i think the little babies of toothless and the light fury is just little night lights and they're they're really cute um but something that I really love about this last movie is honestly the way of Hiccup's um, kind of kind of coming into his own. He had to learn how to be a chief. He had some help from his mom and Astrid is on his side, but he had to learn how to be a chief and also get through all of his anxieties of not knowing if he can do it right? Which is something that in the second movie, he was actively trying to avoid. He didn't want to be chief, mostly because he didn't think he would be able to do so. Of course, he learned that he can. He can do these things, but it's also okay to get the help of the people around you, which he does, which I really, really like. So, we're kind of promoting, you know, it's okay to ask for help kind of thing because we don't see it, but we're going to go ahead and assume that his mom helps out, uh, Gopper helps out. Astrid probably helps out. Even during the movie, Toughnut, the brother, even tries to help with some girl advice about wanting to get married. Of course, Hiccup doesn't take any of this advice because Toughnut is not the brightest penny in the pot. You know, if the proverbial phrase, what is it? Penny in the jar, whatever it is, something like that. But he's just not all there. Um, but so he has these people around him that want to help him. And that is so, so, so good. You know, we've talked on this episode, on this uh, show, you know, about therapy and and getting help. And it's okay to ask for help. It doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean you're any less of a person. It just means that you're human. And that is absolutely okay, right? So he has that, he has friends, and he doesn't just brush off the advice of other people. He actually takes it into his consideration. A really good scene of this is when he's talking about, he, learning about Grimmel, he, uh, he gets, he gets, um, he gets Eret to kind of explain to him about how Grimmel, his minds work, right? So, because Eret used to be a dragon hunter, so he was able to be like, oh yeah, okay, so he is the best dragon hunter ever. And he jokes besides me, but I think even Eret knows that he is better than him. That Grimmel is quite literally the most deadly force that they probably have ever encountered and probably ever will in a while. So he knows that it's dangerous and he doesn't downplay it either. He even tells Hiccup, you should, uh, Hiccup, that you shouldn't 
take Toothless anywhere, that you should keep him on the island because he's scared for his, his new friend that Toothless will be taken by him. So he, he takes all this into account and he forms his decision. Now, we can all we can all kind of debate and wonder and argue whether or not his next decision was a good idea or not. Because basically, even though he takes this into consideration, he is going to run. He is going to take all of the Burkeans off of Burke and run away. And he thinks this is a really good idea. He wants to find the hidden world, which is in the title, right? He wants to find a safe place for the dragons and for the humans to just kind of be hidden away, safe, and never have to worry about anything again. But he wants to go with the dragons, mostly because he doesn't want to be separated from Toothless. I get that. I have two little puppies, and I probably would do everything in my power to keep them safe if I needed to, because they are part of our family, right? A pet is part of our family. And not not saying I think Toothless is a pet. If anything, they're more companions than anything else because while Toothless can't fly anywhere, it's not like he keeps Toothless locked up. Like, he's he's in his house with him. We see him on the in the tent. They sleep together, and Toothless can go in and out as he pleases. So I'm not saying he's a pet. All I'm saying is that I think I can understand the desire to stay with with Toothless because he's part of he's part of the tribe he's part of the family just like all of their dragons are you know uh, Stormfly and Hookfang and um the others which I can't <laughs> Barf and Belch and um what is Fishlake's dragon name oh my gosh oh god um I don't remember listen if I remember I'll say it at the end of the episode but if I don't remember I won't say anything and you'll know because I didn't remember anyways so what's really cool so we got that we got choices and we've got therapy um but even though he has all of this help even though Hiccup has so much support which is obviously needed of course he can't get rid of his anxiety that he can't give Toothless what he truly truly wants and which he doesn't realize it yet yet to be specific to freedom but toothless wants to be with the light fairy he wants to run around with her he wants to get to know her he wants to have babies with her and so toothless i mean uh, hiccup really wants to be able to give him those things because he loves him so he makes him a he makes him a a, a, a a tail to be able to control himself so that he doesn't have to um, rely on hiccup anymore and he takes it, but right before he flies off, he does look back at Hiccup and almost saying, I almost kind of say that as, as him looking back saying, not just saying, is it okay, right? He wants the second opinion from Hiccup, even though he gave him the tail. But I kind of also took that as Hiccup saying, if you stop me right now, I won't go. And that might just be my interpretation of that scene, right? But that's just, that's kind of how I looked at it a little bit because, you know, as much as we want to do something, we also want to make the other people that we love around us happy, right? So Hiccup, uh, Toothless knows that if he goes, he might make Hiccup sad and he doesn't want to make his best friend sad. So by turning around and just checking to make sure it's okay to go, he's also saying, stop me now, I won't go. And I think 
if I'm right, I could be wrong, but if I'm right, you know, it kind of just really drives in the idea of how close their bond is together. And, and I mean, it makes sense. They've gone through so much together, right? It makes sense that, you know, they don't want to hurt each other. They want each other to be happy, which is why Hiccup at the end is finally like, yes, you guys deserve to be free, right? Um, and that is one of the, you know, the old phrase, if you, if you love something, set it free. And that right there, that scene at the end where he sets them free is very quite literal to that phrase, um, which is kind of the whole point of, you know, they love each other so much and they, but even though they don't want to leave, they know this is the best thing. Um, but I will say that just goes into my last little point. And it was actually pointed out to me by one of my friends that by hiding by the dragons hiding away kind of backtracks on what Hiccup wanted to do, which is reunite the dragons. The idea that, you know, you guys have to hide because we don't deserve you yet because you need to be free and protected kind of goes against, like, the idea that he wanted them to all be united and together, right? So, it's a little, it's it's an interesting choice. I didn't read the books, okay? So, I have no idea if that is accurate to the books. I have no idea if anything in the in the movies are accurate to the book, right? But that being said, it does backtrack on it a little bit. So it is a little bit odd to me that they chose to do that. And um, it's one of those things that like, I wish if I could like go and like to the creators of the movies, like I wish I could discuss the, their movies with them. Um, I just don't find that that a very cool concept. Like, if I could do that, I totally would. Not just these movies, any movie I've watched. Like, if I could go and, like, sit down at a coffee shop with them and just, like, talk about their movie and discuss it with them, like, that would be a lot of fun. And that's just something that, like, would really interest me, right? So, that is an interesting choice. So, that would be one of the questions that I would ask. Why, I would ask, why did you backtrack on this, right? It's just, it's odd to me, I guess, a little bit. But I guess take it with a grain of salt. I'm not really sure how to, like, really conclude that thought because that is my my thought is a question like why would you do that but that being said this movie is an amazing movie also again wraps up the trilogy quite well even though I'm confused and I highly recommend watching this movie I highly recommend watching all three movies I also highly recommend watching the series the two series that they made plus the specials that they also made just watch everything it's really good I highly recommend you will not be disappointed um, if you are, I'm sorry, but I really liked it, <laughs> right? So, but I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, you can find the podcast on anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Um, we're on Stitchers, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, and of course also podcasts.com. You can find us on Facebook uh, at what was I saying? Question mark. Living with ADHD. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at what underscore was I saying? So yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening in to uh, my rambling of How to Train Your Dragon. Like I said, this is the third part of this series, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, let me know um, what I should be what, talking about next, any show, series, any movie, any anything that you guys think uh, that is 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 interesting honestly um i'm really excited to be able to do more of these um in the future so thank you guys so 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 much uh for listening to what was i saying living with adhd